This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Oh, we're getting it turned on here. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson and Freddie Coleman. Presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 of smart speakers, as well as ESPN2. Hit us up anytime you want. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're going to get to Lamar Jackson. Blaming Beach Report, saying they were tripping about his money, and if we believe him or not, that's in a couple of minutes. But if you missed it last hour, and I can't blame anybody for this, I just have to blame myself. We started the show talking about dating app profiles. Key, we now have an update because Alan Yates, one of our producers behind the show, he has a new title when it comes to DAE. He is now a dating app expert. Yeah, ESPN Radio's lead dating app expert, <laughs> Alan Yates. Yeah, I'm just a correspondent. I haven't become an expert yet. I'm definitely blaming Freddie for this. No, one, no, no, sure. no, no, no. Don't blame me for this. I'm just an innocent bystander filling in. No, if you if you if you're the expert, it's all good. I, I'm, right. I'm trying to learn from you. I really want to know and understand it because, you know, basically growing up in Los Angeles, you didn't need the apps. You know, you had the clubs, you had the lounges, you had Runyon Canyon, you had a lot of places, <laughs> Studio City. You could just hang out at a local Starbucks because, you know, our Starbucks in L.A. is better than anywhere else. Our milk is different. So <laughs> even though it's the same milk, but that's how we think. I just, the, the apps just, Everything's it, just better. it makes me, pu- it, it puzzles me because I watch LA. all these shows, <laughs> L.A., yeah. I watch all these shows and all these different ID networks and uh, are you scared? Are you scaring and, yourself to death though because of your daughter? Is that it? No, because she she really is smart, so she ain't going for it. Like she really, she's different than some of my other kids growing up because she's just a little more. I don't know. She seems to be a little more mature and a little more aware Got it. of everything. But yeah, no, I do worry about those sorts. Sure. Things, she's so beautiful. She ain't gonna need no app. That ain't. They gonna be, you know, so, little ashy knee dudes gonna be coming to her left so, and right. So you keeping her away from the Alan Yates to date app experts of the world? That's what you're oh, well, me. as soon as she bring an Alan Yates near me, he already know. He <laughs> gonna look at me and wait, already know. But you no, gotta, gotta have to, you gotta have to at least screen the my profile if if I did. Yeah, you but she's not gonna right get on. on. My daughter's not gonna get on the app, even though her friends might. And she may be curious. She's just not that type of young lady that's going to get on the app. It might, it might be ghost. It might be a ghost app. It might be like it might look like a calculator, but it's really a dating app because she ain't trying to let you see Alan, it. You're not helping. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're not no, helping. I believe, no, I believe you're what Alan talking about. No, we. The real we, question though is what is which one of y'all okay would have Yins. the best? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? That's a, it's a. Uh, well, I'll let, I'll let James tell you. James. What'd you say, James? <laughs> I just said yens. We're good. Oh. It's a Western. What yens are going to be there on daughters, yeah. right? That was, just a jo- that was just a joke for what, in here. What yens will be next to our kids. So my question would be, who would have the more lucrative okay. profile? 
right. U or Key? Oh, Key, definitely. I don't think that's but which even more added, lucrative no. in terms of what? Like which what, what, like who would you have more success with? Like would you have more success on Tinder? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. It's still I, key. It, I, I guess it wouldn't matter him. for me. So us regular guys, me, Pat, James, we feel ESPN as though, Radio's lead. A dating app expert, yes. Alan, Yates. Alan Yates. Yeah, I think I think Key would have a better better success on Tinder. There's no because doubt. it's more picture friendly. Sure. And I think you would have more success on Hinge because you would as 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 well as the pictures, okay. the answers to the questions that you would give All right. would have everyone be like, Oh, I just want to talk to this guy. First. Okay. All right. He's gonna be like Man, I don't need to answer no questions. Yep. You see this face? <laughs> you see this skin? They're going to swipe right off of that on God. And that's just, that's just how it's going to be for okay. you. Yeah, basically, we think you would put way more effort into your profile than Key would. I don't know what that says about me or Key. Yeah, no, I'm for sure. He probably 100%, James. There's right. no question about it. When I was, yeah, I, I operate different. I don't have time to be too much conversation. I don't I don't need all that. If I see you in person, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a conversation, but all that online and, and, and communicate back and forth, I don't need to do that, man. I like picking up the phone. I like talking to you. So do I. I don't need typing. Typing doesn't, you know, I, as I told y'all coming in, my son sent a picture of an empty refrigerator. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? What the hell does an empty refrigerator? I know what it means, but pick up the phone and say, hey, man, can you send some money so I can get some groceries? Uh-huh. Not an empty refrigerator looking like. A single college student. Don't you, you know what you should? I don't done? know what that means. You know what you should have done? You should send back the picture an empty wallet. <laughs> well, I got. I I, yeah, no, I I have a, a a deal where I send back and I let him know that that okay. doesn't help you at all. But yeah. in terms of the dating sites and apps, though, man, they they it's just interesting to to mm-hmm. hear. It is a different how world, man. Yates go about communicate with fine individuals mm-hmm. that's out there in the world that's looking for a single. Friend mm-hmm. or a single sommelier that is Alan Yates as a dating app expert. You, you move somewhere, you're in a new place that you're not normally from. Like if I was back home, I wouldn't need a dating app because I know where to go, right. I know when to go there, and where I the know spots are, who to approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should yeah, be talking to should. someone who needs it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yes. yeah, you know, yeah, but can't argue with that one. I still don't want to get tied up with an apple in my mouth yeah. and somebody's basement but chained you, you up. Gotta, you got to pick a good location, though, kid. Man, that doesn't mean yeah. anything. A good location. That doesn't mean they may be good on, people. A, a good location just, where, like, both of y'all got to gotta drive a, 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 a semi-equal distance. You mean the police there. station? No, but they may not have to. They may not. They, I don't know, yeah, man. It, nah. just, it may not happen the first time out. It may happen the second time out. It may happen the third time out. But it's just. How I found that person is interesting to me. I feel more comfortable if I'm meeting you for the first time face to face, opposed to something online. See, see now, Frey, I got, a, I got a question because I feel okay. like Key here are Keyshawn Key, J. Will and Max and someone, the dating app expert Alan Yates in ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. If Key swipe right on somebody, uh-huh, right, bam, right. gets the number. Yeah. I feel like Key might be might call too early. Why you say that? Because he wants to get validation of who he's actually talking to. For sure. 100%. Yeah, you have to. But you need that intel. Face, I'm not getting ready to be talking to either. I'm not getting ready to be talking to Freddie Coleman and then thinking it's Amanda Griffin. Like, what I look like? <laughs> no, I need to know. I need to. You know what I'm saying, man? Be messing around. And, and all of a sudden, it's, hey, how you doing? And then all of a sudden, hey. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> 
I was like, wait a minute, man. Your voice was different three minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe they got a morning voice, man. If you call in the morning, Dude, you might get a different no one has that kind of morning voice. No one yeah, has that kind just, of morning only, voice. Not Come only on that. Come on now. <laughs> you seen yeah, you we seen get out with keys hey, etiquette. Gates, oh, yeah. You seen get out. All oh, I'm man. saying is mm-hmm. I, I got some just can't. For you. <laughs> We've seen enough catfishing episodes to no know. Happen. Believe oh, me, we've seen enough catfishing episodes that you have got to have intel. And that's where you come in, Alan, as the dating app expert. I'm going to set the over under for catfishes for Kia at least three and a half. Oh really? At least over three and a half. He's no, gonna catfish uh, a decent never. amount. For sure. Oh, you ain't going to never sure. be able to catfish me. I was going to say, I'm hammering the under on that one. I don't yeah, know, Yeah, you ain't going to never nah, be able key, to catfish me on key. that. It might not be an in-person catfish. Nah. It might be like, oh, let me call her, Mm-mm. FaceTime her, and then she answer the phone, Mm-mm. and she look like yeah, us. Yeah, let me tell problem. you something, man. I'm hammering the under I ain't on this even going to do it on air. We're going to do this off the air, but I'm going to educate you on me. <laughs> I wish I could give you my homeboy's phone number, and he could call you, and y'all could communicate. Tell he'll tell him. you. He'll tell you all day long. No, that's not going to happen to Key. <laughs> never. Yeah, uh, not going to catfish me, bro. That's not going to happen. Alan, he, I hate he, the, he said I watch way too much TV for that, Jordan. Yeah, it ain't even a matter yeah, of watching yeah, TV. Yeah, Alan, I hate it's to go just certain you. things that's yeah. not going to happen, mm-hmm. Freddie. No, no, Key, I'm with you. I'm hammering the under on this. If, Come if, on, if, man. If the over under three like? and a half, I'm hammering zero. The, yeah, I, I, I'm nah. with you. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I, you have no idea. Yeah, he's out. He a little yeah. wet on. behind the ears no, for the no. for the social media. He may be wet no, behind the ears. Man, you I'm think I'm wet behind the ears? No, I can no, see it now. No. Hey man, this this little baddie just went no, right on. No, me. that happens to dudes like you. And that doesn't happen to dudes like him. No, I'm not. Oh nah, no, it's I not gonna happen. Catfish. Nah, I, yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen. My success rate is deep in that joint. I understand that, but he he ain't gonna be deep with you. I'm not gonna allow that at all whatsoever. Uh, look at oh, his nope. face. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Look at, at his, his face. face. His, his eyes got all hard. Because there's certain and, things that I'm gonna ask you. I'm not. I'm not. What I look like? I'm gonna talk to you for two weeks and then no. He gonna give a whole bunch of quizzes to anyone in L.A. Well, what role runs with this one? And if they get wrong answer, they out. Man, it's gonna be so much stuff. Exactly. I'm gonna twist him up with yeah. Freddie. Nah, because not quiz, gonna happen. Because the quiz is bad in L.A. Catfish. All right. Keyshawn J. Will and Max brought to you by Mako. When life throws you uh-ohs like catfish and tender, just say better get Mako and go to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Speaking of being catfish, that's not something that Lamar Jackson is trying to do to the Baltimore Ravens. We'll see where he ranks, not well only with them, but among the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I've never met anybody that resembles me like that. No, I have never, ever. Yeah, very unique. I mean, I'm sexy, so it's hard. <laughs> He's Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us at Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X Channel 80. Tune in as well as ESPN2. By the way, hit us up anytime you want to. Triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson changed his Twitter header picture to a picture from the movie How High that says, I need dollar, meaning I need money. He spoke with a reporter from USA Today to clip any confusion what it means. He said, and I quote, I don't know why people are blowing it up. I just saw Bleach Report post it. They just take anything that's posted on social media and just blow it up and try to think for you. I don't think it. I don't take it too seriously. They make it seem like I'm talking to the Ravens when I'm not. Our contract discussion is going on already, but it ain't about that though. Period. All right, let's talk about that a little bit more when it comes to quarterbacks. With Jeremy Fowler, does a great job at ESPN NFL reporter. Always great to have him join us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Jeremy, what was your reaction to Lamar Jackson's reaction? What Bleach Report put out there about I need dollars, which was something from the movie How High. Yeah, certainly I will take Lamar Jackson at his word, and I'm not going to try to interpret what he's saying. But, you know, when, when that's put on social media at this time, what is it, July 11th, we're two weeks from training camp when contract talks could heat up. The time is very opportune for Lamar Jackson to post that. So it, it does feel like a message at least has been sent, whether that was unintended or not. You know, this is a player that I'm told has had resolve through this entire process. He's willing to wait it out for the right deal that's commensurate for his skill set as a former MVP, and a guy who's won 37 regular season games uh, in his career, and in a very short career. So, you know, the Ravens know they have work to do on this front. They just haven't been there as far as bridging the gap on the money, so they're going to have to get to work on that. Well, like Lamar said, though, we're we, we getting there. We're already working on that and everything. But far too yeah. often, though, as you know, Jeremy, the first thing that happens as soon as you cast a line, people bite. Mm-hmm. And whether or not Lamar speaking to the Ravens, He's certainly speaking yeah. to the people that's going to chase it. He knows, and he ain't doing them, right. but watch this. Watch these fools chase this and make a big story out of it, even though I'm taking something from a movie and posting it on my social media. I can communicate with the team directly to tell them they got to give me more money. So yes. it, it, players, people send stuff out there all the time, sending you left while they go right, <laughs> and the first thing people do is they run and they try to speak for the athlete. So I certainly understand what Lamar Jackson is saying. No question about it. He's not sending a message to the Ravens. He's just basically clowning and allowing people 
to chase it just like Bleacher Report did. See, maybe, Key, but, and I get your point, but we've seen players have used social media to send direct messages to the team. We've seen that with Kyler Murray scrubbing his social media. We've seen it Yeah, with but think Samuel about it, though, Jeremy. But, but think about it. Kyler Murray did that. There was zero communications 24 yeah. hours after he was eligible for the extension. Lamar has been in negotiating with them for how long now? Yeah. Nine months, ten months, a year, three years? I mean, it's been going on for a long time. So he doesn't yeah. need to send a social social media message to Lamar ja- to yeah. the Baltimore Ravens. He could just communicate with him and say, yo, y'all got to give me my money. You would think so. but And they've been talking, but if, if he feels like, okay, they haven't stepped up to that range that they need to be in, maybe I'll send this subliminal shot. Now, again, I, I'm not saying that was his plan because he's making clear in his comments to USA Today that's not what he's doing. Um, but whether it's unintended or not, it gets a message across to Baltimore. I guarantee the Ravens saw that and probably yes. figured, okay, yeah. you know, maybe uh, that's a nice message for us, a nice reminder yeah. Uh, yeah. for the next couple months as we negotiate and we And we athletes tend to do things, Jeremy, because we know how y'all going to react. And I say y'all because you, yeah. you, you know, you're more of a reporter than me. So you're going to react to it a certain way. And we know that. We already know. Even though Tom Brady does yeah. it, Aaron Rodgers does it, they all do it. And the first thing people do, Freddie, is they bite. And a lot of people bit, and Lamar Jackson, hold on. I'm not that kind of fish you need to bite. You <laughs> know, great stuff about Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, <laughs> joining us here at Keyshot, J. Will and Max. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, you talked to a bunch of league executives, coaches, and players and compiled the list of the NFL's top 10 quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, number one, Patrick Mahomes, number two, Josh Allen, number three, Tom Brady, number four, Joe Burrow, number five, Matthew Stafford, number six, Justin Herbert, number seven. Russell Wilson, number eight, Deshaun Watson, number nine, and Dak Prescott, number 10. Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, all honorable mentions. Why do you believe that Lamar Jackson did not make the top 10 on that list? Well, some of that is uh, easy math. So what I do is I I put together a composite ranking. I poll dozens of scouts, execs, and, and players and coaches around the league. Who's your top 10 at this position? And I do 11 positions. Today's quarterback. And the way it fell is last year, Lamar Jackson came in eighth place. And this year, he got jumped by Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who had massive second years. And then Deshaun Watson is back on the list at number nine, which, you know, is a difficult situation. We don't know how long he's going to play this year. Wasn't on the list last year, and so that opened a spot for Lamar. Now those three spots are gone. That moves him from eight to 11. Uh, But, you know, talking to people around the league, you know, they say, look, he, he, he didn't have the best year as a passer, struggled with the blitz at times, and that offense... It's difficult to be a pure pocket passer when you major in running the ball and minor in passing, where other quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, who edged him for that 10 spot, more of a pure pocket passer, more of a pass-first offense. Lamar doesn't have that luxury. Yeah, and I, and I think when you – when and Jeremy does a terrific job. Jeremy Fowler uh, joining us this morning, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, does a terrific job at putting this information together. But here's what I would say. When you speaking to scouts and general managers and personnel people, head coaches and all them, they like some things. They like certain things. And yes. 90% of that list is pocket passers. There's no question about it. Maybe even higher than that. And that's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is in a league of his own all by itself. Here's what I would say to that. And I would challenge each and every one of those individuals that you spoke with. Lamar Jackson could do – Everything that those other guys can do, he's shown that. Those other guys can't do what he can do. That's the difference. That's why he already has an MVP trophy. He may not be the best 
uh, uh, passer, so to speak, that they like and what they're looking yeah. for. And you mentioned the Ravens offense, but he is what the Ravens like and what they were looking yeah. for when they moved on from Joe Flacco. That's why they're in conversations in a $200 million-plus contract for Lamar Jackson. So I always find it not necessarily funny but puzzling how – Scouts and general managers assess people. They get to breaking things down. Well, you know, he does this at the last five seconds of a game, and he throws this and he does that. He's always hurt. I already know without even reading your report what that probably says because that's the way they think opposed to that dude is really good and I can win a lot of games with him. Right. And there are a lot of people who think just like you, Key, but they don't put him in the top five. That's the problem. He just he got a lot of votes that were like seventh, eighth, tenth. And then he was on maybe half the ballots. So okay. he didn't make a lot of the top ten rankings. He, he had enough to maybe make it interesting with Dak Prescott for that ten spot. The issue is people were waiting for him to make another jump as a passer, and he had a, a QBR rating of the low 50s. I think it was like 17th or 18th ranked in the league. Very middle of the road. Struggled with the blitz. So didn't always get it done as a passer the way people would like. Jeremy, in your opinion, how many elite quarterbacks are in the NFL? Elite, well, we're talking about tiers here, right? Like, yeah, according if, if to we're you. talking Dak Prescott, he's not in the top tier. So he's in that second tier. I would say they're really like the four guys at the top. Those are guys that you can say, I'm going to put that guy on any roster and he's going to win and where you have a chance to win a Super Bowl, right? Okay. So to me, that's Mahomes, that's Aaron Rodgers, that's Josh Allen, that's Tom Brady. Uh, and then you have Joe Burrow, but Matthew you said, Stafford, you said, Justin you Herbert said are knocking on that door. You said have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm talking about like those are transcendent guys. You put them in any, you know, really any team, any scheme, throw all that out the window. You put them on the team. Those four uh, have give you the best See, chance to win a Super Bowl. Like if you're I, I only got three, and, okay. and that would be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. I, I, I understand. The, I, I understand the sex appeal that Josh Allen gives the NFL yeah. and the NFL people. But what the hell has Josh Allen ever won? I mean, like, oh, it's not his fault they lost to Kansas City. Still didn't beat him, so it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, right? It, it, so I, I get it. People got who they like, and some people would say Joe Burrow because he went to the Super Bowl. Some people would say Justin Herbert because he's tall in the pocket yeah. and he's he, he got a big, strong arm. I mean, people pick and choose who they want. But I only yeah. got three elite quarterbacks in the National Football League, and then everybody else is kind of sandwiched in together on top of each other, trying to climb out in the second bucket into the first. Right. See, Aaron Rodgers has been, how long has he been to a Super Bowl, right? We're talking over a decade where people are saying, okay, Josh Allen, we'll give him that benefit of the doubt. We think he's going to get there soon enough and compensate and be that top four guy. I want to go back real quick with Josh Allen. Key, I hear what you're saying in terms of what has he won. That doesn't mean he's not an elite quarterback, in my opinion. I think I'm with Jeremy. I think there are four elite quarterbacks. I think Justin Herbert's a lot co- closer to being an elite quarterback, even though he has not been in a playoff game based on what he's been able to do in terms of so his why, skill set. So why don't you just so why don't you just put Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow in the elite category too? No, I think if I have you gave me a choice, who's a, a better quarterback in my opinion? I think it's Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow because I think his skill set is better than Joe Burrow's. But at Joe least Burrow's Joe Burrow really took his team, Freddie, to the Super Bowl. I get it, but I'm saying that's not that should not be the end all be all when it comes to term who an elite quarterback is. For example, Dan Marino's an elite quarterback, never won a Super Bowl. No one could question if he was not an elite quarterback, even though he never won a world championship. But Dan Marino 
was the reason that the Miami Dolphins got to the Super Bowl. Well, Dan Marino was the reason. I don't believe Josh Allen is the reason that the Buffalo Bills were in the position that they were in. I believe it was the coaching. I believe it was the the acquisition of Diggs through through the general manager and Brandon Bean. Like I'm, I like Josh Allen, but I'm just not that guy that all of a sudden look up and because Josh Allen had two good solid seasons back to back that he is just getting ready to be the next guy. Even even though people pushing it that way, I don't. I need to see more. That's just me. But, you know, what the hell do I know? I've never played with a quarterback before. <laughs> okay. Sarcasm. <laughs> Trying to win the day when it comes to that. Hey, Jeremy, great list. Great stuff. Always appreciate uh, your brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. The hell we're do I know, We're still trying to get Jeremy. a quarterback, man. One day we're going to get you a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeremy. ESPN Thanks, Info guys. reporter Jeremy Fowler joining us. It's Keyshawn Johnson. That's him, Freddie Cohen. That's me. We're going to continue when it comes to Major League Baseball. And it comes to the ESPYs, and is there anything or nothing that Major League Baseball can do to attract younger fans? This year, Major League Baseball is commemorating two anniversaries tied to the immortal Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente. On April 15th, the world celebrated the 75th anniversary of Jackie's first game, a moment that served as a catalyst for change. Jackie's career helped guide MLB's commitment to diversity on and off the field and its steadfast support of the Jackie Robinson Foundation. This September, MLB will recognize the 50th anniversary of Roberto's death during their annual Roberto Clemente day as it celebrates its greatest humanitarian by recognizing the outstanding generosity by today's players who follow Roberto's example of doing more for others. By making real impact in people's lives, Major League Baseball will continue to follow Jackie and Roberto's lead now and into the future. For more impactful stories like this, tune into the ESPYs July 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. And to help continue Jim Valvano's incredible legacy from the first ESPY Awards, visit v.org slash donate and join the fight to end cancer. Long Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, thanks for joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, 6XM Channel 80. Tune in as well as ESPN2. And real quick, Key, we're both guys who... Didn't mind baseball. Baseball is the first, first sport that I ever loved growing up in New York City. I don't know about you when it comes to Los Angeles. But it, it still bothers me a little bit that Major League Baseball does not have that cachet with younger people like it used to because it's a football world, it's a basketball world, it's a soccer world, depending on who you talk to. A lot of young kids seem to not be as enthused or involved in Major League Baseball, baseball period, like they used to back when we were growing up. I think it's a couple things in Los Angeles. I was involved in baseball as a youngster, but – I also grew up in the inner city, and now in the inner cities of L.A., yeah. baseball isn't the number one sport. Obviously, it's basketball, football, uh, football, basketball, depending on which which area of the region you are located in. Um, growing up, we had guys like Chili Davis and, and Eddie Murray and Daryl Strawberry and mm-hmm. Eric Davis, and, and, and those guys were the ones, Chris Brown and those guys were the ones that you knew about and you looked up to in the baseball world out of the inner city in Los Angeles. So we, it was attached to us. But since then, it became it has become more of a suburban feel right. to it. So a lot of the kids, they go outwards, and it's hard to get out to the suburbs for the inner city kids in Los Angeles to play baseball. Um, so it's a little bit difficult. It's a little bit different. It's expensive to travel and get on the, the AAU circuit, so to speak, 
Mm-hmm. So it's a lot different now, and I think Major League Baseball has done a poor job of trying to attract the younger generation and also instill uh, Major League Baseball field or, or youth fields sponsored by the Major League Baseball in the inner cities. They tried that initiative some time ago, but it's almost like they gave up on it for whatever reason. Let's talk about that in a little bit more with Tony Regans, who's a former general manager of the Los Angeles Angels. Tony's now the chief baseball development officer of Major League Baseball. By the way, as part of Victory Over Cancer, go to v.org. Donate. Tony joins us here, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. And Tony, you heard what Keyshawn had to say about Major League Baseball and attracting people in the inner city. What are your thoughts about how baseball has become more suburban and the inner city youth are maybe getting pushed out when it comes to loving and appreciating baseball? I caught the tail end of uh, Keyshawn's comments, and and a lot of it is not incorrect. I think that, um, you know, the game is becoming, you know, definitely more expensive. Um, the value, and I think this is an important point, the value of community baseball is not what it was when, when you know, when I was growing up, uh, when Keyshawn was younger, probably when you were younger. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, there's there's this thrive to to play travel and to get on the showcase circuit and i think we see that a lot not just in in inner cities but around the world around the country in all sports not just baseball there's this uh you know ego or or desire to to play travel and sometimes you're not a travel ball player and and what you find in travel is expense and um, I think that's where Keyshawn hit the nail right on the head that, you know, the expense comes along with travel. If you want to play travel ball, it's going to be expensive. And, and um, you know, that's where we're starting to lose a lot of kids from community baseball. Uh, no, and, and that is true, Tony. It, it's one of those deals where in the community inner city, we didn't travel. We played at the local parks and, and right. that was basically what it was. Now, all of a sudden you have this, AAU circuit of travel baseball and it's very expensive. Is one kids from the inner cities got to get to the suburbs to start to to even compete to get on the teams. Then from there they start to travel. So it's it's a little expensive and hopefully Major League Baseball and in and, and other organizations will figure out how to get behind some of the inner city communities and fund some of these things so the kids could be able to to live their dreams and play football baseball. How would you explain your role? In MLB, Tony. So I oversee all of all of you sports um, as it relates to Major League Baseball, not just in the states but around the world. And you know some of the things that you were talking about, Keyshawn, in terms of Major League Baseball funding programs, we've done that. We're doing that. I should mm-hmm. say that. And you know I would invite invite you and, and, and anyone else to come down and see some of the programs that we have to offer. And I, and I will point out that. Most of these 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 programs are free. They they don't cost any money. And there's two things with that. Sometimes when the programs are are free and they don't cost money, um, families, uh, coaches don't see the value in free. So they don't have skin in the game. So their best efforts are, are not always put toward that program. So there's a ton of programs that we put forth that uh, that don't cost any money. And then there's some that cost very little and um, I, I think Deion Sanders uh, the other day uh, commented on 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 the the cost of sports and uh, what we've tried to do is create a lot of programs that that don't cost money. Obviously, I think you're familiar with um, you know being from LA, 
um, familiar with the RBI program, which is one of those programs that that's been around for a long time that costs, you know, it's not expensive. But what we found is that there's not that strong desire to to play RBI because the I should say the allure of travel is out there. And so I'd rather if I'm a kid, what I'm saying is I'll rather go play travel ball and not really focus on the community side of baseball. And that's I think that's where we're, we're, we're losing and we're missing it, where we have to get that value back in community baseball. And it's less expensive. Equipment's less expensive. Travel is less expensive. And, uh, you know, being around your friends is, is and your height, your teammates you know, that's what it's all about. And, and you know, some kids are going to make it to the higher levels and, and play college ball and play pro ball, but most are not. But if they can make those bonds, you know, at the community level, I think that that has value long term. Great stuff by Tony Regan, Chief Baseball Development Officer, Major League Baseball, joining Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. One of the, we mentioned your former Angel General Manager, Albert Pujols, now that organization, finals for the Muhammad Ali Sports Humanitarian Award, part of the ESPYs. How significant is it that somebody like him is nominated for an award like that? No, it's huge. Um, Albert, um, he came he came along after I left the Angels, but uh, obviously know his story career. Um, and he's up for this award because, I mean, he's done it, you know, his whole career. It's not something that just happened over the last, you know, five, ten years. He's done it and, and been involved in community and giving back. Uh, he, he and his family giving back uh, – in the community for, for many, many years. So um, it, it is, it's, it's right for him to be up for this award. Hopefully he wins it, but um, just a, a, a powerful individual that has given back for so many years over his long story and future Hall of Fame career. Yeah, now back with the St. Louis Cardinals at the spinning tie with the Cardinals first and the Angels now doing that. And it's all part of the call to action in terms of achieving victory over cancel. Go to v.org slash donate. Great stuff by Tony Regans, Chief Development Baseball Officer for Major League Baseball, joining Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Hey, Tony, thanks so much. And keep the faith, my man. Thanks a lot, Tony. All right, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Take care. You too. Uh-huh. And, and I love the the point you made, Keyshawn, about RBI, which was part of the inner cities. And if we can get more of that, then people, especially younger people, especially kids of color, will be able to see exactly how great baseball is and how that sport can be different. That does mean that you don't have to worry about it being not cool. You can make it cool by having a chance to be a part of that if you're a young man growing or a young woman growing up in those cities when it comes to Major League Baseball. Oh, was I, I was waiting for you to throw the break. No problem. I'm going to do it right now. I was just trying to help you out there for a standpoint. So oh, I'll just no, get I on wanna, your... I, you. Know, <laughs> I wanted to stay on. I wanted to stay on top. You know, <laughs> I, my last producer that Uh-oh. I had in Evan Wellner, he, he's, I'm still, you know, I'm still shook that still got I got to stay correct. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Go to so, break. Still got balance. Yeah, scars. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, I got to get. What, what do they call that? Uh, uh, you what get... do they call that when you when you already traumatized over <laughs> over one thing? You know, you got PTSD. Yeah, exactly. PTSD. Exactly. I'm like, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, yeah, I better not say nothing because Evan will scream at me. Well, you don't have to worry about that because you and Evan are friends. Those things won't happen at least ever again, especially in this network. We'll continue our two days with Russell Wilson's new team and how he may not be enough for the Denver Broncos. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days, the Denver Broncos. It was time. It was time for the Seahawks to go their own way and for Russell Wilson to do the same thing. It's a tremendous honor, you know, and you know, I'm really excited to be here. And just, it's been an amazing experience so far. The old adage, if you don't have one, you know you don't have a chance. We got one in Russell Wilson. And um, I got to tell you, it feels pretty good. It just feels like, hey, we're playoff bound. Now it's just, can we win the AFC West or not? He's Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, together on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and your smart speakers. How about that division, the AFC West? Yeah, I got Russell Wilson now, the Denver Broncos. Justin Herbert, the Los Angeles Chargers, Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, and Derek Carr, the Las Vegas Raiders. It's not a stretch, Keyshawn, to say that all those games can be fantastic. That's number one. That's not new news here. But even with Russell Wilson with the Seattle with the Denver Broncos, and you should expect an upgrade, it's not a stretch in my opinion to say he could want to maybe at the end of the year be the fourth best quarterback in that division. Yeah, I mean, look, it won't be if they didn't make the playoffs or whatever, it's not because of Russell Wilson. It won't, I don't believe it'll be because of Russell Wilson. I believe collectively as a team, they won't advance. It, you know, and so you're going up against the Raiders, Kansas City, which has dominated that division for a long time, and now the Chargers are sort of kind of 
piquing everybody's interest. The Chargers, you know what the Chargers are? What? They are the Buffalo Bills of the West Coast. Okay. You know, the, the, the preseason sizzle is there, the mm-hmm. hype, the yeast, they're everything that, that they're putting, yeah. they're blowing it up. And so when you're in that situation, you Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson is a fine quarterback. But I, but I also believe, just in, from, from my eyeball standpoint and from me thinking I know a little bit of football, <laughs> is that the reason that the Seattle Seahawks were so successful for a very long time, and the reality of it is, is it was really the defense. As the defense started to show cracks, they started to try to lean toward Russell Wilson and the offense to carry the load, and they couldn't. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was a bad quarterback or anything like that. It's just that he wasn't the guy that ultimately could get them over the hump with a with a subpar defense. Mm-hmm. When they had a great defense, you slide him in there, they was good. When that defense had those cracks, he wasn't the guy to push him over the top. With that being said, they trade their best position player, in my opinion, and Noah Fant in the Russell Wilson trade, so they lose that top pass catcher, even though Cortland Sutton may emerge and, and have a breakout, super breakout season along with Jared Judy because of the quarterback and Tim Patrick because of the quarterback. They haven't shown that to me at all from a skill position standpoint. They've had some flashes, and so maybe some of that was the bad quarterback play there. We'll know this year. Defensively, I think that they were okay. I don't put a lot of I don't put a lot of credit into the defense. Uh, Chubb has to stay healthy. They yes. need a pass rusher mm-hmm. there for sure. Obviously, Patrick Sertain is still young at the defensive back position. So when you start to look at it, a lot of that yeast that was put on about their defense being great, a lot of that was the brand of Vic Fangio. There was Vic Fangio's defensive coordinator. Every time you heard of that, Vic Fangio's defense, it's like when Vic Fangio's defense just got shredded. <laughs> but – because he was a defensive coordinator and known in the league as this defensive guru, people was giving him credit to another level, and I just don't see it that way. And their schedule to start off with is an interesting one, right? They can wind up 2-0 and in San Francisco 49ers. We'll see what that is. Going to the Raiders, the Colts will be a different challenge, the Chargers, and then they can get back on track against the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars before bye in week nine. With this football team, and you made the point, when it comes to defense, because they add Randy Gregory from Dallas, and if he's anything that the Randy Gregory he can keep on the straight and narrow, that's a pass rusher that you can have to join Bradley Chubb, who has to stay healthy. I'd love to pick a DJ Jones, getting him to San Francisco 49 to defensive line. I think he's really going to help Draymond Jones, where you got the Jones boys inside. You mentioned Patrick Sertain, the third, and also can't forget about Justin Simmons at safety, 14 interceptions in the last three seasons. So they have those kind of pieces where it can't just be about Russell Wilson in that division, because we know the quarterbacks – have to play well in any division, but especially in that one because one week you got to face Patrick Mahomes, another week you got to face Justin Herbert, another week you got to face Derek Carr. If you're Russell Wilson trying to make those weapons better on offense, then it has to be of what happened with Seattle where you can make those plays, but you can't have to make every play, and that's where the defense has to come in for the Denver Broncos, maybe as much as Russell Wilson being a part of that organization because of the Denver Broncos on the offensive side of the football. Look, look, Freddie, several months ago, Mark Slayer, Stink, was on our show, formerly of ESPN, big-time Denver Bronco player, Super Bowl champion, who's indoctrinated not only in that community but also in that building uh, where the Denver Broncos are at. And he was on our show, and this was all around the Aaron Rodgers, is he coming, is he going, is he mm-hmm. trading, blah, blah, blah. blah. 
And he said to us that even if Aaron Rodgers was acquired by the Denver Broncos at this time, this is before Noah Fant was gone. This is before all that. Right. Acquiring Aaron Rodgers would not make them a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Now, hear what I'm saying. Yep. Acquiring Aaron Rodgers, not making them a playoff team. So why would I naturally think, coming from a guy who's giving me this information that's on the ground floor, that Russell Wilson is all of a sudden going to make them a playoff team and take them to the next level? If Aaron Rodgers, he felt, couldn't do it. And that's where that comes in as far as I'm concerned, because I like Russell Wilson. I don't know if I like him, like him enough to all of a sudden say, yes, he's going to be the guy that's going to push Denver over the Chargers, over the Raiders, over the Kansas City Chiefs. As terrific as we've seen him, I mean, he's had an elite season here and there, Key, but he has not been elite enough to be that kind of difference maker. And now doing that with this football team and still maybe as many questions mark, question marks with the Denver Broncos. Well, he likes Italian but, food. Well, put it this way. That Italian food better be really, really good because there's going to be a lot of games that he may be on the wrong end of those shootouts, especially in the AFC West. When it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, this is the issue that we have the NFL's top 10 quarterbacks, according to people who are supposed to know. That's that's Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.